It's time for Larry News Sports. My guest tonight, you know him from the Thursday After Class Jam and Baruch College in Manhattan. Jam! Follow! Welcome, it is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022, 6.02 p.m., second week of the NBA playoffs. Uh, only one sweep, the some people's favorite, the Brooklyn Nets, going into the season. Um, good riddance to them. We will definitely talk about them. I want to start with a series still going, and that is... The Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. Dallas up 3-2. It was 2-2. Doncic is back. It looks like the Mavs are cooking. Do you see... I I think their next game is tomorrow at the time of recording. Do you see Utah tying it up, or do you think this is done? I just can't see Utah tying it up. I just... They seem like a team in disarray, but I also... Would not have predicted Minnesota bouncing back after giving away that game at home, uh, game three, right? So to come back in game four and play big like they did, I don't know. But in this series, man, I feel like Utah is just looking for an excuse to quit. I think so Like they're just – and they're just getting started, getting ready for the blame game. People's people are like, you know, getting their names together and it's – yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're done. I think so too. I mean, this is bad. Like Donovan Mitchell has been horrendous these playoffs. He's been so bad. And I know he's better than this. This is not totally It's not him. He's had good playoffs. Like he uh, a yeah. couple years ago in the bubble, he was like he was incredible when they were taking that 3-1 lead um <laughs> against Denver. Yeah. And and even when they were losing, he was he was good. I'm I'm actually I've I've been a fan of Mitchell's playoff um, performances in the past at times, but man, I will tell you this. I will, I don't want him. Like, I know there's talk about him to the Knicks. I do not want that. him. He does not, he does not play defense. That doesn't mean he cannot, but he probably will not. And I think he's convinced that he is like Dwayne Wade good on offense mm-hmm. and, and there, therefore can just, take every shot and dominate the ball and not pass to Rudy Gobert and run the team his way. I, I, I just don't see it unless he changes his ways. I I don't see it. And I, that makes me sad because I I really like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knicks fans, I think are split. Um, I, I, I know a friend of the show, Max Hoover loves Donovan Mitchell. He's got the spider shoes and he also loves Julius Randall. So take whatever he loves with a grain of salt, but yeah, I I think the price of like, you know, would I trade one first rounder for Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, of course. Um, but the price is going to be too high. They're going to, first of all, they're going to ask for RJ. They're going to ask for RJ and two picks or something like that. If they ask for RJ, that's just dumb. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. Like, then what, what are you even doing? Like, mm-hmm. that is that is a complete backslide. If, um, for, you mean Utah? For, for New York. For if, oh. if New York... Like gives RJ. You mean if they up. offered RJ? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if Utah's asking for RJ, it's like just hang up. Right. Right. That's dumb. Yeah, it it would be to, it would be so dumb. I mean, RJ is finally and like everybody loves RJ as opposed yeah. to Julius Randall. Um, but yeah, it looks like Utah is just they're gonna blow it up. This uh, well, no phrase. They're gonna retool. They're not gonna come back with the same team next season. 
as far as I, I can't see both Rudy and Donovan being there next. Oh season. no. Oh no. And, and Danny Ainge is ready, man. Yeah. He's just been like hanging out and he's like, all right, here we go. We're yeah. going to tear this thing down and this do, is what I'm here you know, for. Celtics part two. <laughs> yeah. This time we'll get AD in that trade. Uh, yeah. So do you, do you think it's more likely that they trade Mitchell than Gobert? I I kind of I kind of don't um, just because I don't I, I mean I, I guess it depends on how things go down at the end of the year and what people say in their exit interviews and mm-hmm. all that I've always gotten the impression like Mitchell is a better um, player in terms of he's he's more of a draw probably than Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert is one of the most skilled defensive players of the last few decades for sure but he's um, he's just, yeah, I don't know. People don't love him the way they like really love Mitchell. Sure. And, and so I feel like if Mitchell's happy in Utah, which again is hard to find, then I think they would probably try and hold on to him and get rid of Rudy. But man, I tell you, if you think Mitchell's defense is bad now, yeah. like when Rudy's not backing him up, I, I just don't even know what you do. I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. And there's probably, there are probably like a lot more shrewd teams that think they can make something out of Rudy. Oh yeah. Um, there's probably some dumb teams that think they can make something out of Mitchell. <laughs> yep. um, so it, it just, it just depends. I, I think Quinn Snyder's probably hitting the bricks though. Yeah. Um, sure. Even though just time. Yeah. It's hard to blame him necessarily, but yeah, it's time. It's time to just change the whole thing up. Um, yeah. Uh, def- there's definitely going to be more suitors for Mitchell, and um, and I I am of the opinion that the Knicks shouldn't do it because you know as I was saying like it, it of course it depends on the price if it was like one draft pick sure the thing is like I think the Knicks will you know I, I'm 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 enjoying the young core of the Knicks right now minus Julius Randle who. I really hope that's like if I were running the Knicks, my top priority would be moving him this summer. Well, well, first of all, my I would say my top priority would be building around Julius Randle because he's awesome. Oh, you you're interested in him? Okay, maybe maybe we'll move. Him. <laughs> but like, actually, does, I that's another hard one. I can't imagine anybody wanting Julius Randle. I don't know. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't have a team in mind. But I could see a team uh, like more of a middling squad that needs because Julius Randle, um, and he's he's not great, right? But he's also not overpaid really for what he produces, right? Like he's producing at around a twenty-five million clip, yeah, right? And yeah, and so well, not last year. I, I mean. I mean, but he's not like if he was a forty million guy, yeah. he's untradeable. Mm-hmm. At twenty five million, it's like, well, I'd rather pay him twenty, but we're talking about rounding errors at, at at some point, right? Right. Like he can he can generate points. He can. Um, I mean, he may not. You may not love his uh, preferred style of basketball, um, but some. I think some teams might take him. Yeah. Because you also have to spend money. You have to you have to spend True. a certain amount, right? And yeah. maybe, I mean, I don't think you have to package a pick with Julius Randle. I don't think it's like that. Like you have to send him to Oklahoma City with a pick mm-hmm. and then they send him home or something. He's not that level. No. Like, no, no. Yeah, he, he could still, he'll, he'll put up counting stats. His problem is he needs the ball in his hand, and, in his hands, which makes him hard to play with other high usage guys. And if he's your highest yeah. usage guy, it's just a problem. So I think what his best role would be is actually a sixth man where he's like kind of or leading the offense off the bench or like co-leading the offense off the bench. Kind of what he did in New yeah. Orleans, which maybe that's another good destination for him in a Zion package. Um, Ooh. So let's put a pit in that. Let's go back to the Utah Jazz. Okay, so Donovan Mitchell. So I, I, I would love to get... Julius Randle out of there because I think he's just stunting the development of the young core. I would also love to get rid of Thibodeau topic for another day. Uh, he's also stunting the, the young core. He's just, it, it, he's, he's doing all the things that like 
he was doing for the the for all the rest of his career, and that everybody much like Julius Randall, yeah, is doing the things he was doing for the rest of his career. Yeah, and it's so stupid. It's like, ah, uh, like. I don't know. If I was no if I had a reputation of like mismanaging minutes, I would do, try really hard to not fuck up minutes so that people couldn't use the same old attack on me, but I don't think he gives a shit. Thibodeau. No. I mean, he'll get he'll get another gig too, right? Like I don't know he about that. Defensive, he, he might oh, get a okay. defensive gig yeah. as a next stop, but then but then like at some point, he might get another shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, remember the bull? He, he did that one year with the, the Knicks. Bulls. It was really good. <laughs> the one and year people... with the Knicks. The one year with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I, I just, I think, yeah, I think people, people like him, and the, for whatever reason, I don't know. I think he's he like just, what, yeah. probably if you get him in a room and you start talking basketball with him, it's just like he knows his shit. He he probably has really good ideas of, I mean, defensively, the whole like. Uh, ice trap where you like kind of traps that guys off to the side and um, I think he's big on the whole like drive and kick type of point guard thing and he likes that type of point guard so, so he's just like he's probably up on like stats and things like usage rate and three point percentage and whatever so like people who just love talking the X's and O's of basketball probably love talking to him yeah so <laughs> Back to Mitchell and the Jazz. Um, so I want Julius out of there. want Thibodeau out of there. So now we have the young core. You got RJ uh, and you got like the two guys who really came on in the second half of the season were Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly. So Grimes, draft pick, all that stuff. I do think, and as much as I love this young core and romanticize the idea of like a home-built, uh, you know, um, Whatever you call it, our own farm system, putting, you know, mm-hmm. developing our own core, every like kind of like the what the Warriors did. Eventually, if the Knicks want to compete for a championship, they're going to have to make a play for a star. The thing is, um, I feel like you get pretty much one chance to do that and do that right. Because then you're like, you're left in the Lakers situation or the Clippers situation where, and, and, the, and the, their situation is not necessarily bad, but like you don't have any more bullets in the chamber. It's hard to then improve your team after you've made that move. So if you're going to go after that guy, you damn sure better be a star, like who's the first or second best player on a championship team. And I don't think Donovan Mitchell is that guy. And, and, and he's definitely not going to get us there. That's for sure. Like even no, if he and he's is... gonna stunt the development too of younger players because yeah. he's gonna have the ball. Oh like... yeah. I mean, like I definitely think it could make us better. Like a, a, a Donovan Mitchell and RJ type of offense could be great if it's if it's coached well and whatever. Uh, but it's not good enough to get us to championship level, and at that point, we would have wasted a lot of capital to get Donovan Mitchell here. So I don't know. Um, it's probably about like. Def- finding like hitting on another draft pick first and then making that move or developing and seeing if like quickly or Obi Toppin can take that next step along with RJ Barrett. I mean, RJ has never made an all-star team yet. So it's like, like, what are we talking about with RJ? Right. Okay. So that's the jazz. They're going to blow it up uh, or do something. Uh, Dallas. Meanwhile, looks awesome. I, I think a, a guy who's always rumored to be, A guy who's going to get paid this offseason is Jalen Brunson because he's Mm -hmm. been amazing in the playoffs, and he had a very good season. I think he's on Dallas next year. I think somehow they figure out how to keep him because they love having him next to Luka. They finally have found somebody. They've not finally, but like it's hard to find another guard who plays well next to Luka, and Jalen seems to like it and is doing it. So I think they figure out a way to get him there. um, Do you think he's on this team next season? I mean, I think they want him to be on the yeah. team. I don't know enough about the cap dynamics and right. and stuff and what they would have to do to make it work um, and what dead weight they could they could trim along the way. But I, I think I think they want him. Yeah, I, I do. Um, yeah, I just I don't know because 
the the bidding price like it probably is going to keep going up because Dallas is going to win this series. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to give Phoenix a run for their money. Yeah. In the next round. Um, if Phoenix makes it through, assuming they do. Um, so yeah, I think he's got some big moments still in front of him. So I don't know. I think, I think there's going to be a few people interested. Definitely. The Knicks are interested. They have supposedly connections between Leon Rose and Rick Brunson and, all that stuff. <laughs> Did you see that uh, the first game of that Dallas Utah series had like a, a contingent of like the Knicks, like a bunch of like a delegation from the Knicks went to the game. Oh and, like, Jesus! Sat no, I didn't. I didn't catch that. That's great. It, it's hilarious uh, because they've been linked to Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. But it's like you got to at least. I, I know there's. It's very gray as to what tampering is and how tampering rules get applied but you still don't want to lose a second round pick for tampering so at least do it in private guys come on like don't try to get a tampering violation if you end up getting one of those guys yeah that's not tampering i don't know it is so um yeah he'll have suitors for sure uh he's someone i would i would like on the knicks it depends on the price Mm -hmm. um but i'm a fan and i think i think he'd I think you could just you could put him into an offense and it won't stunt the development of the other guys the way Donovan Mitchell might. Yeah. No, I think he I think he would I would choose him over Mitchell. Yeah. For sure. And the price is going to yeah. be smaller because D- Dallas I mean they may not they if the Knicks are able to move like you know some of the dead weight contracts like Noel or uh Derrick Rose or something they might just be able to sign him with cap space. Yeah. That would be something. That'd be something. Uh, you, you mentioned Phoenix, who would most likely play Dallas next round if they win. I think they're going to win. They went up 3-2 last night. It looks like um, it looks like they're back on track. They won. It was still a close game, and what New Orleans is doing is amazing. Um, but it's obviously without Booker. But it looks like they're going to get past New Orleans, I think, even without Booker. Seems though that Booker will be gone for the next series against Dallas. I think he's still. Oh really? Yeah, I think uh, what they said last night was two to three. It's a two to three week recovery, and it's maybe been a week. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. So. I think they'll lose to Dallas. Yeah. I. I mean. I, I don't know. I'm no Phoenix fan. Um, I'm, you know, as I was discussing on this last, on this mm-hmm. show last week, I do not care for Chris Paul, um, though I respect his talent and, uh, yeah, but, but Dallas, man, I freaking hate Dallas. So <laughs> I'm just glad one of them will be out, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, it'll be tough without Booker. Chris Paul has been awesome in the first rounds. I mean, not in game four. Like he was, he was bad in game four, That's true. but, um, he bounced back in game five. Yes. He did. Yes. And I think they, I think they have enough to get, um, to get over the hump. Um, really it was game three that new Orleans should have won. That was the one I knew Phoenix was going to win. Mm-hmm. Cause like Booker's out, we're going to new Orleans, everybody in new Orleans. Is like, yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do this. And I'm like, no, this is, this is where the upstart team always, gets beaten by the the veterans who are savvy. So that was, they missed an opportunity there to sort of hold, hold home court. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the game four win was good. And if they win game six, anything's possible. Yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out, but I think Phoenix, I would say like 75% Phoenix. Yeah. What I'm thinking yeah. And, and they looked a little bit more like themselves last night. I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Bridges. Bridges. Mikhail Bridges had like, you know, thirty-seven points, something crazy. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's probably not going to get another thirty-seven, but he's he's right. good. He's yep. Good. Uh, would have been cool if the Knicks took him instead of Kevin Knox that draft, but you know, <laughs> Kevin Knox was Kentucky. I know, Jesus. What you gonna do? Yeah. Um. Lots of Villanova guys coming up in conversation. Too bad our friends 311 are not here. (laughs) 
So, okay, New Orleans. We talked. We talked a little bit about Zion last week. Um, don't know what's going on with him. There, there's. There's. First of all, there's no way he's coming back these playoffs, even if New Orleans oh, advances, no. which they probably won't. Um, do you think they should try to move on from Zion or try because they now kind of have something good going on or they should try to make it work with him and Brandon Ingram? I don't think it works. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, but I don't know if Brandon Ingram's like the guy to hitch your, hitch your wagon to. Mm -hmm. Um, he's definitely improved a lot and he's, he's had a really good year and he is much, much better outside of Zion's shadow. Um, the same time, like Zion's ceiling is clearly higher than Brandon Ingram's. Yeah. Um, but I, so I, I don't know that you're maybe winning a title or contending for a title with Brandon Ingram, but I don't know if you have to, right? Like Brandon Ingram is playing really well and they've got something. And I think it would probably be easier if you're New Orleans and, uh, you know, small market, the smallest market probably, and not a big destination rather than spend every day fretting over Zion's health and his weight and his desire to be in the city. Um, <laughs> I'd say F it and just get, get some, get some booty for that, uh, <laughs> for, that for, for him. Yeah. Get, get, get a whole booty. bunch, get a, get a treasure trove of picks and all that. Cause yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you sign him, and then he demands out, right? right. That, like that's definitely on the table. Especially if and he then starts you... playing well, which is what you're hoping for. Right. Yeah. So I would, I would trade him. I would. I would, even too. though you don't usually want to trade the guy with uh, ceiling that high because you think it could come back to haunt you. But he does have the injury history, um, and I don't know. I just don't think he wants to be there, and that's just a big headache for yeah. a small market team. And it's like. You've yeah, add add to your to your booty of uh draft assets. Maybe get a I mean, another those young Lakers, player. those Lakers picks. Those Lakers picks oh are just they are freaking That's gold. They're gold. They are just oh my god. Uh, New Orleans is just they They've had the and and New Orleans has exceptional lottery luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we know um, they're gonna win the lottery this year. But see, no, I don't. I don't think they will because they've already got so much. I think if the NBA rigs it at all, they would right. avoid New Orleans. But, but because they had Anthony Davis demand, you know, a, what was he a year out, basically mm -hmm. when he demanded um, to be traded, a uh, year and a half out, and I just think they don't want to go through it again. They've done a good job of building. They've got a good core, and they've got all these Lakers draft picks um they can keep adding so why not yes chip zion offers some like real talent that wants to wants to be there and yeah yeah go for it they're gonna have mccollum ingram herbie jones uh this year's pick next you know lakers picks forever so it, it's it's uh mm -hmm. the party is going to continue in new orleans so you know, we, we talked about it last week, but I still am very, I'm just, I, I, I agree that they should trade him. Get rid of that headache that is Zion Williamson. And I, I do wonder what they could get. Like, I don't know, were you, did you listen to um, Simmons and Rosilla this week? Um, uh, I, Sunday. I'm not done with it. I'm like partway through part two. So they were talking about possible packages for Zion and like they were saying Detroit, uh, like this year's pick, which is going to be very good. Um, Killian Hayes and like, and Sadiq Bay. Like that's, I mean, small, you know, way smaller of a return than what would have been a year ago. Yeah. But how much return can new Orleans even handle? Like how many players can they put on the court? How many draft picks can they have? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's terrible because, because of the way the ages line up and because of how sick this draft is going to be. Like, I think, and, and again, it depends on the lottery balls 
but Detroit's going to be, you know, yeah. top four or five. Um, and this could be, I don't know. I would, I would pay a premium for a pick in this draft. Not that any player in this draft is going to maybe have a higher ceiling than Zion, but man, that floor, Zion's got a lower floor than every one of those guys, except for maybe Chet Holmgren. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with making that move. I, I, if, if ownership is on board, cause that's the other thing you don't want to be the GM who's like pushing something like this. And then Zion gets huge somewhere else and you blow the draft pick. And then all of a sudden you're out the door. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would go for something like that. That's not a terrible package. It's not a terrible package. I mean, Sadiq Bay is, is a very, he's a plug and play guy. You could plug him anywhere. Uh, yeah. And, and you, you could add Chet Holmgren or, or Jabari Smith to like to new Orleans existing team, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. And with my, my, my Knicks hat on, um, I would love to send them Julius Randle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think they've I think they've seen that movie. They've before. seen that movie. Okay, uh, but I don't know if David Griffin was there. Maybe he was. Um, <laughs> I mean, him and like two pit two firsts. That's probably not enough, unless like unless the, it's after. They're not going to be like. They're not going to be well. I don't know. I mean, it depends on where the lottery balls fall for the Knicks, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, because there's a big difference. I mean, this is a good draft coming, but there's a big there's a big difference between even the top four um, mm-hmm. and down. Like, I'm not a huge Ivy guy, right? So I I feel like the top four is sort of the cutoff. That's where I'm really hoping the Rockets land somewhere in the top four or top three. Uh, you would think if you're not a huge Ivy guy, well, is he going to go? Is he, is he, I was thinking of him fifth. Oh wait, who's your, I was fourth? thinking of Jabari and Holmgren and um, Paolo. That's as three. the top three. And then, um, your Iowa oh, boy, Keegan Murray. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> maybe. Okay. So maybe it is just the, the three and then a drop off. Um, yeah. So maybe, okay. So maybe you're right. Trying to think who also was um, considering it at the top. No, I guess he's probably the fourth best, but I think he is definitely uh-huh. he's definitely down from those guys. Got it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if then. Yeah, I think I. I don't think anything's going to happen before um, before the lottery balls, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess it can't. So uh, anyway, but, yeah, yeah. If the Knicks yeah. do get a top. Let's say they get a top three. Now now I'm wondering, do I want to trade one of those top threes? Yeah, I, I would do it. I would pull the trigger on a trade for Zion just because of what the ceiling is. Ooh, a top uh, three? This, Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I mean, even though I, I love some of the top three guys in this draft, um, yeah, I would do it. Uh, seeing what Zion did a couple years ago. And um, just hit the reuniting him with Barrett mm, could be fun. I think it would be awesome. I, I really do. If if he can, you know, if he can stay healthy and stay fit, um, he is epic. Yeah. He is an absolute epic, and he would be he would be electric at the garden. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I would. I, you're right. I would. I would do it. I would do it even. Yeah, yeah, even if there's like a even if he twisted my arm out. and made me throw in Julius Randle, I would do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Okay. Um. Let's let's go to the Eastern Conference where the Brooklyn Nets were swept and looked like dumbasses. Um. I mean, no. To be fair, they didn't lose those games by all that much. No, they were in every game. And they even, yeah. they played hard in the fourth game when I thought they were going to just like roll over in that in game 4. Um, but yeah, Boston looks good. Um it, this is uh Tatum enshrining himself as like a superstar. 
Yes. Uh, it's This is bad. For the world because Boston's good? I mean, yeah, basically. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm rooting against all Boston teams. And this one looks like it could be, um, yeah, could be a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what and, we've kind of, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt that train of thought, but like with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, is like for a few years now, it's been up two of the best guys under 25. You gotta love love that core, and like it's still underperforming. And now it's like they've arrived, and they're still both in their like starting their prime. So it's 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 a good situation to be in if you're Boston. And what are the odds that you absolutely nail two consecutive first time NBA coaching hires? Yeah, and like first time NBA front office guy. I mean, how in the hell? So Brad Stevens, I get people got kind of tired of him. Brad Stevens is a really good coach and like inbounds plays and like all this wizardry he has, he's, he, he's awesome. And they plucked him out of Butler. And that was a, that was a home run for the Celtics and it got him to a certain point. But now, I mean, I just can't even, I can't even believe it. I cannot believe. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it hurts. It hurts me. I just, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the freaking Patriots run where every year I'm just gonna be like watching and saying like, okay, please somebody beat him in this round. Yeah, because this first year coach is uh, Udoka is is amazing. Yeah, and this has yeah been... he's gotten those guys to buy in, yeah. and that's like that's like college coach type stuff. Yeah, right. Pro guys don't buy in. That's what they're known for. It's just, <laughs> is not listening and, and doing their thing. It's it just, it's great. And it's <sighs> gotta be like even harder when it's a first year coach who didn't come from the Celtic system. So nobody knew him Yeah, to buy into his stuff. Um, wow. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I also root against Boston teams generally. Who who were you rooting for in this first round series? Um, oh, between Boston and the Brooklyn. Celtics and the Nets. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought I was. I guess probably the Nets. Just thinking that they would be out anyway in the next round. Like I felt like the Nets didn't really have what it took to make it um, four rounds because like. They were gonna. It was gonna take superhuman efforts from KD and um, probably Kyrie as well, and then they would just run out of gas against Milwaukee mm-hmm. um, or in the final. But whereas with Boston, I'm like, they could go all the way. I never thought the Nets could go all the way, so I was like, ah, okay. If I have to pick a team to win this, I'll take the Nets. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I believed the the Boston going all the way until I saw it this series. Well, I thought Robert Williams losing him was going to be mm-hmm. um, problematic, and then it wasn't. And now I'm like, oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they're going to be just a tough, tough out. Now, granted, they didn't win by that much. They were beating a depleted Brooklyn team that didn't really adjust to their their schemes, and so I don't know. I don't want to overreact from this first series. And I think it's probably part emotional where I'm just like, I really just don't want to see them. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh God. So I don't know. So I, I, I was rooting for Boston, even though I hate both teams. Um, I just hate Brooklyn more at the moment. Give like given, you know, given KD and Kyrie and everything. And I think most Knicks fans felt the same. Um, that because I, I saw a lot of like Knicks fans on Twitter uh, expressing the same sentiment, which was begru- like begrudgingly rooting for Boston right now. What the like? What the fuck's going on? Why am I rooting for Boston? <laughs> fuck Brooklyn. So I think if you are a Knicks fan in your heart of heart, at the moment you hate Brooklyn more and you're rooting for Boston, except for one Knicks fan who totally embarrassed himself. Did you see Spike Lee at the Brooklyn game? Oh, God. You just can't do that. You can't be doing that. If you're, if you're the, like, representative of the Knicks, 
And I know he didn't wear a Nets jersey. That's his defense. He wore like Brooklyn Dodger gear. Yeah. Like, and I know he's from Brooklyn, but you are like the you're the Jack Nicholson of the next of the Knicks. You can't root. You can't stand up. You, I mean, you could go to the game, maybe even golf clap for the Nets when Kyrie makes a good play, but stand up with your arms raised, cheering like this is your team. Yeah, that's tough. I'm out. I'm out. He's he's banned. <sighs> Deleting all the old episodes from the archives that had him. In any any episode that Spike Lee was on before. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And those were some good episodes, but no, he's he's been canceled. All right, so so Boston, uh, assuming you know Milwaukee's up three one in their series, they should easily be able to win tonight, if not the next night. Um, so Boston will play Milwaukee and probably get them without Middleton, which yeah, I got I got man I. I think I'm, I, w- I would take Boston, but like, I don't know. Giannis, yeah, yeah, I mean, Giannis, based on what he did last season and everything else in his career, do you, do you think he'll figure anything out and be able to win some, uh, he'll, he'll win a game or two, but like, do you think he'll be able to handle Boston and do something against Boston in the way that Brooklyn never did. I think they have a better chance. I think they're going to D Boston up. Yeah. Better. I don't think Boston played their offense was all that great in against, against Brooklyn, even though that was most of them just missing shots. I don't think Brooklyn was playing great defense. Um, I think, I think Milwaukee's going to be tough. I think there'll be a tough matchup. I don't know if Middleton will be back halfway through or whatever. Is he, because I thought maybe it was just going to be a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, maybe he comes it's, back. I mean, like, I mean, Anthony Davis missed like six weeks with it, but you know, yeah, that's Anthony Davis. Um, so I don't know if without Middleton at all, I would say Boston probably. I would give Boston like an eighty-five percent chance of winning the series. Yeah, um, if Middleton's back partway through, I think it's closer to fifty-fifty. I think um, I think Milwaukee is tough i think they can uh they can do it yeah so that should be a good series yeah um yeah did you see trey young suck last night oh god that guy yeah um he yeah you know he's better than this it's some people hate him so i'm not a hater they do and people are always gonna hate him and that's good because i think that's a big part of what drives him i think um and so he's probably better off with people doubting him than um this year when everyone's like oh man trey's great and then they flame out in the first round um so so yeah i think um i think that he will uh i think he'll come back strong i think they need to do a little more around him um and they need to they just need to figure out what they're what they're doing and how to kind of i don't know on defense, how to keep like him from being such a liability. Um, and they got a, They got a lot of talent. They got a lot of talent they made a good run last year. Although mm-hmm. if you look back now, it's like, well, that Knicks team was pretty flawed and Philly was having one of their stars meltdown. Right. Like, so maybe you can question those two series victories, but they got to the freaking conference finals. No matter what. Yeah. Like that was something. Oh yeah. That was something. So um I think a regression year is understandable. And I think that um they can it's kind of like Miami last year, right? You know, after run making to the finals, they got swept out in the first round. Yeah. Atlanta basically got swept out. And yeah. And so yeah, I I think they'll I think they'll come back stronger. I think Trey Young's a, I think he's a hell of a competitor. Yeah. I think he can come back. Hopefully a full year of DeAndre Hunter cuz they he was out for a lot of this year and he yeah. was great um last night and then probably most of the first round. I, I didn't really see it until last night, but um he's a great player and they're they're a different team with him healthy. True. Uh 
so my and Miami, I think it's kind of awesome that they were able to basically rest Lowry and Jimmy Butler last night. I love the Victor Oladipo renaissance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know how long that'll last. But yeah, that would be that's great. That's great. So Miami's opponent in next round, um, I would have thought when they were up 3 nothing that it was definitely the 76ers, but in pure Sixer fashion, um, Harden hasn't done shit, um, probably much to your enjoyment. <laughs> I will tell you, I will tell you, Larry, if, if Philadelphia blows this series, yeah, I might literally laugh my ass off <laughs> um it is there is like real medical danger if uh philly blows this series and it's just gonna it's gonna be doc with three three ones plus a three oh it's gonna be james harden like failing to like rise to the challenge again it's gonna be Embiid having another year of his prime wasted like just the stories are ready like people are pounding them out like in anticipation. And because of that, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll, I think they'll win one of these last two. Um, I think that what's that? I was, I was looking if they're playing tonight or tomorrow. I think they play tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I think, and I don't know Van, uh, Van Fleet's status. I mean, he hasn't been playing that well, but I think that's cause he's hurt. I don't know. Um, it would be great. It yeah. would be just so great. And I, I, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think they're going to win. Yeah. I, think, I think Miami should truck them, though, in the next round. Yeah. I think they – because I, I don't think – I think Bam is someone who is not afraid of Joel and can stand up to him. And once, like, once that happens, like, Philly doesn't have anyone else. Yeah. So, I, well, yeah, I think, got, I think Miami's got, got him. They got Maxi. They got Maxi, their second-best player. That's right. But um, it might be right now. I mean, like, man, Harden, how is he this bad? I mean, I know, I know, oh. he's been bad in the playoffs before, so I, I'm not surprised to see him like choke in the playoffs if that's what it is. But it seems like it's more than that. It's like he can't, he doesn't do shit anymore. He's just terrible. He could still pass. Like he's still yeah. a good. Like he's still got great high basketball IQ. But it's just one of those things. If you if you can't get past guys, yeah, then all you can do is shoot or pass, right? So you go from being a triple threat to a double threat, and all of a sudden that's a hell of a lot easier to defend, yeah. right? Um, because I think he got slower. I mean, he obviously got fatter, but he got he definitely got slower uh -huh. and the rules changed, right? That's a big one. Like um the stuff he got, like he was definitely talented and he had all the moves, but he, he benefited from um, some, you know, friendly rules for a lot of years. He would have still been great without those rules, but um, yeah, he got extra great because of mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Oh man, this, this is going to be such a mess too. that contract that he was wink, wink promised. I'm sure mm -hmm. as part of this deal. Oh, it's going to be bad. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. The only hope for Philly is that his it's really about his hamstring and that like given a full off season of you know taking it easy with the Kardashians, he's <laughs> comes back with a sinewy, strong hamstring and he's ready to go. Yeah, I mean if they could get a leg uh curl machine. Mm -hmm. in the strip club mm. um, that he could like be, you know, hanging out and doing the leg curls at yeah. the same time. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, it's, it's a little sad cause he was, he has been, I mean, he's one of the best um, uh, offensive players of the last few decades for sure. Oh yeah. And no like, question. No question. And I, you know, I, I hate the searching for fouls, but I do, I'd always admired his game. And um, part of me still roots for him. I don't know why, even though he's so hateable. I always kind of root. I've always rooted for those Houston teams, and I'm still I'm rooting for Philly in this series. And I, I'd like to see them advance, and I'd like to see Harden. I'd like to see Embiid have a good second player around him. Yeah, and I, I I've nothing against Philly, and I yeah. 
you know, I, I like Embiid. I love Maury. Um, I think, you know, so it's a, I, I got nothing against Doc. Um, yeah, I just, and the Harden thing, though, it does make me laugh a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, who's, so who's, um, who'd be your final four as of now? Who would you? Probably Miami, Boston, mm-hmm. and Golden State, Phoenix. Um, because mm-hmm. I think, I think if um, maybe uh, maybe maybe Dallas, I guess because if if you're telling me for sure that Booker is not going to play, mm-hmm. I don't know for I, sure. Um, but if that's what they're saying, if Booker doesn't play, God, I don't think they can beat Dallas. No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll pick Dallas, and I'll say Dallas and Golden State. And then I think um, I think Miami and Boston um, are probably mm-hmm. the other side. Although I would love it to not be the case. <laughs> I, I think I'll, Milwaukee to yeah. beat them. I'll take Miami, Boston as well, and I'll still take Miami to beat Boston. Even though if Boston, I mean, if Boston makes not quick work of Milwaukee, but if they seem like they're just cruising against Milwaukee, like I can't see them being stopped. Um, I still think Golden State will come out of the West, but I, I I'll, I'll still, I'll keep Golden State, Phoenix. I'll say, I think, I think Phoenix actually can beat Dallas even without Booker. As great as Dallas has been, I think Phoenix is still a great team. Um, and like Chris Paul can win, like he could win in a rock fight, and I think they could, they could yeah. maybe get by another series in a rock fight. He can, he can, he can, you know, that they're going to out execute mm-hmm. Dallas in the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Are you, are you penciling in Memphis to get past yeah. Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. I, they, I mean, man, if they'd blown that game last night though. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, man. did you see, uh, did you see Jaws dunk? Yeah, that was like that was pretty big, yeah. pretty that, big. Awesome, awesome ending to that game with Ant Man tying it up with a three. Uh, but, but then going for the steal. <laughs> Is, did he go for the steal it, in the last play? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's how Moran got a, a clear path to the the hoop. I mean, he's young, and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. Russell Westbrook is still doing that shit. Yeah, you know, in his thirties. Um, right. I don't think Ant Man is gonna do that in the next game. I think it may have like, is, yeah. I, I think, I think he's got great potential and I think he's going to learn from um, mistakes like that. Yeah. Cause there's nothing to be gained by like, that's just a hero play trying to play right. for the steal right. there. That is so, so risky. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, was, it was fun to see like two of the top young stars and showing and just like unafraid of the moment. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Moran has not been playing that well in this series, so I was glad to see last night he was him have some game. moments. Yeah, um, and so last night was good. But you know, I, I did not expect Minnesota to be this plucky. So good for them. I know. Um, I still I hate I hate Towns. I hate Towns. Yeah. I'm never I'm never not Towns. I don't like Russell either. Um, yeah, neither do I. I think that that that's a team. I mean, they, they'll probably they probably won't make many changes this offseason actually but a trade for town you know what i hate <laughs> you know what i hate um i can't stand the way people talk about towns is like and, and we kind of joked about it i think you joked about it last week saying he's like the greatest shooting big man of all time and people always say that he's like the most gifted offensive big man greatest shooting big man and it's like it's probably true that if you look at his numbers, he's got the greatest percentage of any like true center. But it just, it just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel well, it's like. It's also not, it's, it's, it's like, it's like having someone be the best rebounding guard of all time, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, but yeah. what do I, do I want you to be rebounding? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is that what I'm putting you out here for? I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think those um, stats, I mean, they're, they're impressive, but they're not what I look for in a big guy. It's like Kelly Olenek. Kelly yeah. Olenek is a great offensive player. Yeah. I mean, not great. I, not great, but pretty, pretty good. darn good. He's got some skills, 
but he doesn't play defense and he doesn't rebound. So why would I want Kelly Olynyk to be my center? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, Towns is obviously better than Kelly Olynyk, but it's, but the comparison, like, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Just neither not. am I. I mean, the foul trouble is ridiculous. And just to say he's the best shoot, even if you're saying like, he's the best anything of all times. Like, I don't know if, if like he stopped playing today, like no one would go back and think about, Oh, remember Carl Anthony towns. <laughs> one of the greatest. Yeah. No one's, no one's going to, no one's going to be bouncing a grandchild on their knee talking yeah. about I'm Carl gonna, Anthony towns. Maybe I'll but... bounce somebody else's grandchild. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I I'm not a I'm not a not a believer. And the the like the fouls and stuff. That's that's rookie or second year shit. Yeah, like yeah. Jesus, it's terrible. Jaron Jackson was doing that too. Jaron Jackson is young enough. Yeah, he, I, I mean, he'll I, he'll hopefully get better, and he's a much better defensive player than yeah. Towns. Um. And so, yeah, but he he definitely needs to like Camp get that, that out of his too. system. Should Mitchell Robinson was a big fouler. Oh yeah, he was, and he was great with fouls this year, actually. Yeah. So, so it happens. Yeah. He, um, he may not be on the Knicks next year, Mitchell Robinson. Um. Oh well. We'll see. Um. But that's an episode for another day. Uh, do you have anything to plug or or get off your chest? Uh, no, no, I guess just um no, be you know, be good to each other yeah. out there. It's uh things are things are tough right now. So I think it's easy to it's easy to get like pissed off and be mad at everybody, but uh try being nice to people. Yeah. See how that works out. Yeah, maybe it doesn't piss me off when people say that Towns is the greatest offensive big man. <laughs> um, it does piss me off, though, when people still, at this point, wear their mask below their nose. It's just like, how are people that dumb? Like, I, I understand being at anti-mask, actually. Like, that makes more sense to me. Then, whatever. <sighs> All right, I'm at Larry the Athlete on social media and you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts may all your dreams be hoop dreams and may the rest of your days be days of fun